Hey everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, this is Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How are you doing, James? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Good. So you want to start this off and go over your trades? Yeah. So last week I did some more weekly stuff, um, sold a bunch of spreads on like NVIDIA, Lockheed Martin, UPS, um, Amazon, Lulu, Apple. So I got a bunch of spreads up and then I had a few things go against me. Um, I had to buy back Lulu for almost max loss on Friday um, near market close and then plug got me on the call side. They just started ripping like I sold the call spread on them and they were up, I think early in the week. And then they just late in the week started ripping again. So I didn't go max loss on that one, but it was a pretty good loss. And then, uh, Pinterest was another one that screwed me. I think they were selling off early in the week and I took my chances on a put spread and sold the put spread and then they just kept dying. Um, so I did have a few big losers there, but overall I still walked away with like a 1.6% profit. Um, so yeah, nothing too crazy or nothing to write home about, but I was definitely happy, uh, you know, walking away with some kind of a profit on my weeklies, um, last week. And then for the December monthly contracts, I sold a put on FXI. I sold a put on GDX, uh, sold a put on ICLN, um, Let's see. Oh, I sold a call on, when is this? The 28th. Yeah. I sold a call uh, against my Fisker shares. I think they ripped or something and they made this massive move. And I was just like, oh, they're going to die or flatten out. I got to sell a call on this. So I called, I sold a 16 and a half call and they finished just below that. So that worked out pretty sweet. Went max profit on that. Um, and what else going on in here um oh my x shares got called away so i think they were cooking pretty good too early in the week and um i sold a call against them similar to the fisker trade but then they came, right after i sold that they came out with the news about increasing the dividend and doing the buybacks and then they just like ripped like 13 or 14 percent in a day so i think my call was like the 26 call so they finished like just in the money and i totally forgot about it i was actually going to buy back the call the short call and keep the shares but i forgot about it so my shares got called away um so i got back into them uh this week this morning because I, ha- I have a feeling that they're still going to rip higher and they might make another run at 30 um so i still uh want to have the shares there and then i think i sold another call against them after i picked up the shares um oh yeah the 29 call that's what it was so i grabbed the shares back sold a 29 call there expiring this friday um and then what else do i got going on here so i sold another call on fisker the 20 call because i still have the shares so I sold a weekly expiring this Friday there. Um, also, 
got into some more weekly stuff expiring this Friday, just some spreads and stuff. It looks like a uh, pen duo duo, uh, Moderna. Um, what is this one? It's CrowdStrike. Let me see here. CRWD. Yeah, CrowdStrike. So I sold a put spread there expiring this Friday. And then Novavax. That one, they're cooking. I sold the call spread against them. Um, and then I also sold a spread, put spread on Microsoft, and they started ticking up. So that looks like that's already at more than a 50% profit. Pretty good. And then uh, for the December contracts, I got up a call spread against SMH. Um, so they're ripping right now, and they're at like pretty close to a high on the daily chart, I think. Let me pull it up here. Yeah, like 276. Yeah, they're ripping, man. So actually, they are at a high. I didn't realize they were at a high, and I'm like, ah, oh, these guys are ripping. I'm going call spread. So um, that one, my short is 285, so I got a pretty good amount of room there. Um, and then what else here? Oh, for the weeklies, it looks like I sold a put spread on Google, and they're starting to die. So hopefully, I'm hoping they can kind of stay afloat. Um, and then Amazon, because I did good on Amazon last week, so I decided to play the put side on them again, just expiring this Friday. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I had going on. Nice. Well, at least one of us made money last week because I got freaking crushed. All right, so I have that long call that doesn't expire for two years on SOS that I'm just selling, uh, Calls against like a cover call, so I'm doing diagonals every week. Uh, they did not finish at three bucks, so that went max profit. Um, and I sold an iron condor on spy and QQQ, and I set them up about the same way. I went 30 delta on the call side and uh, around 15 delta on the uh, put side because I thought, okay, everything's been ripping for a while, this thing's got to cool off. So as long as QQQ and Spy didn't hit all-time highs by Friday, I'd be all right. And QQQ on Thursday, um, Amazon and Apple, I believe, had they had decent earnings, but it wasn't good enough for investors, so they started selling off uh, after hours. And so QQQ started dumping. I was like, oh, my God, perfect. I love it. Sure enough, Friday rolls around and they just start cooking. Everyone bought the dip on Amazon, Apple, everything. So they start cooking. I knew immediately, like, it wasn't going to, I was going to have to, it would be a pretty big debit if I rolled it into next week. And I thought, you know, if they're at all time highs, they're not coming back for a while anyway. So screw it. I knew I was going max loss on that immediately. And the spy one's the one that really pissed me off because it looked like they were just going to level out, like everything was going perfect. And 30 minutes before trading, I could have closed. I had my buyback order for a buck because I was like, okay, this thing's worthless. I'm not, you know, paying 10 bucks or whatever they wanted for it. And then all of a sudden, 30 minutes in uh, until close on Friday, the price started going a little higher. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm not paying, you know, 15 bucks for something that's not even the money. It's worthless. And then, boom, 15 minutes before close, Spy just ripped like crazy. <laughs> fully uh in the money max loss on that uh no 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 i closed it out i saved like oh god what was it let me find the close price saved a couple bucks but it was damn near uh max loss 
Um, what else did I have? Oh, Snapchat. I opened a put spread on Snap because they got absolutely murdered off of earnings last week. And I thought, okay, you know, this is big overcorrection. They're going to level out or, you know, start ticking up a bit. And they did not. So with them, I was able to catch it early enough. I think it was on uh, Wednesday. I was able to roll it into next week for a uh, really small debit. So uh, right now, I think they're like two cents from being completely out of the money. And so if they just tick up a tiny bit by Friday, I'll be cool. Um, also sold a put spread on FSR and that had two weeks to expiration it expires this Friday. So, um, it's looking like there's no way they're going to hit 1350. So, uh, that right now, I believe it's at like 92% profit. So I might just close it out and, you know, put the capital somewhere else. Um, and that is all I had. Yeah. Fisker went to the moon today, so. I would say, yeah, 1350s, not going to be likely <laughs> by Friday. I don't know the way, you know, Spy screwed me. I wouldn't, I, I might just close <laughs> it. I don't care what they want me to buy it back for. Right, just get it off the table. <laughs> yeah, and Spy, yeah. oh my God, man. That one pissed me off so much because I knew that I was going to have to close it out because I, whenever I play, Spy, QQQ, or DIA, at the end of the day, if it's even remotely close, like, it, and with DIA, it was bad because it was like not really remotely close, but the market makers just started jacking the price up like it wasn't going to hit my strikes. But the makers started jacking the price up on the calls. So, you know, it's worthless. I should be able to buy it back for a buck, you know, max. And, they just started jacking the price up. So I was like, screw it. I'm not closing this out. And of course, TD comes in and closes it out for me at this ridiculous price when, you know, the options aren't worth anything. And I want to say when I did it on DIA, they closed it out for like 12 bucks for worthless options. And they were like, oh, well, pin risk, you know, we had to close it out for you. Right. Like DIA is going to rip 2% after hours or something. Yeah, what did have like an hour after uh, close to exercise options and crap? Like, yeah, yeah, two percent rip. <laughs> right. Oh man. All right. Um. Yeah. So the topic I wanted to go over was people chasing uh, stocks that are on tears because we've seen a lot of it with um, was that DWAC, uh, fun. And the one, and I told you, I was going to, there's a ticker in particular that I think about when I think about ripping. And I remember I texted you about this when it was going on. And you'll have to uh, go to your weekly chart because it was a while ago. But pull up uh, ticker symbol SPI. SPI weekly. Oh, yeah. 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 They... <laughs> And that was on the weekly chart. You know, it's one candles a week, but that happened in one day. That ridiculous candle that was yeah. up over three thousand percent in one day. And why chasing stocks that do this is so dangerous? I, I hadn't thought about this stock in forever. I didn't trade it because by the time I saw it, they were up like nine hundred percent, and I was like, "Oh, this thing's dead." 
and I kept on, you know, I'd look at my phone. I'm like, what the heck? They're up 1,500%. They're up 2,000%. When the hell is this going to end? And so I didn't even, I never look at this thing. I don't care about it. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to go on stock twits and see what's going on over there, what they're saying about it. And there's so many people that are bag holding on this thing and talking about how it's, you know, great company and uh, it should be at 30 bucks minimum right now and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, but it's not. So, you know, <laughs> it's not a $30 company. And I guess allegedly, I don't know why that insane 3000% in one day happened was the news was uh, it's an energy company and they said they were going to develop an electric car. And that's when, uh, a lot of the EV stuff was ripping, like Fisker, uh, NIO. I mean, they didn't hit 3,000% like these guys, but uh, all the EV stuff was super hot. So uh, literally all they said was, we're going to build an electric car and had that crazy run. And now I guess they're going to have some concept car at the LA Auto Show or something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it could be a viable company, but when you chase things that make stupid moves like this it's insanely dangerous because it it doesn't always or it almost never i should say stays on any sort of trajectory like and not the three thousand percent one but one that makes like a a 50 percent move in a day like there's always pullbacks and then you got so many of these people that are oh my god it's manipulation look at the next day it's sold off no it's people taking profit because they know it's not sustainable it's not you know, the evil market makers and dark pools and all this other crap. It's people realizing that it's not going to hold. And so they took their profits. Yeah. I mean, if I had money in a stock that was trading for one buck and it went to 50, uh, I would be, I would probably be out before it hit 50 because there's just no way I like, I don't care what kind of news comes out. Like news doesn't like really equate to anything. I mean, a lot of companies come out and say, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But until they actually do it and actually get the sales, you know, or the cash coming in to back it up, like none of these moves really, you know, for the most part sustain. I mean, I just pulled up, you know, after looking at that chart on SPI, I just pulled up GameStop again because that was kind of one of the weird ones that is still uh trading at a very high price you know that thing went up to like 500 it sold off super hard then it actually made you know another run up to insane prices i mean in my uh opinion i don't think your opinion it it did i mean well right now even it's at 200 a share it's like huh like what i mean what's so different it just seems like they're still you know kind of elevated but it's like the only one i mean look at all the other companies you know i used to make videos on the youtube channel about clover and boy it looks like the spi chart it had this huge pump and then it just sold off hard and fast and it hasn't been able to do anything it's like every single you know penny stock that makes these crazy moves their charts pretty much you know all look the same um and I could get out of the weekly chart here really quick because I was looking at the weekly chart on MARK. But let me go back to the daily. But, yeah, they just they look so similar. And, you know, there's a lot of people that bought in at the very top 
because like in the S you know, in SPI's case, like you said, it's up a thousand percent or whatever. It can't go any higher, but there's people out there that are going to gamble and they do buy in. And yeah, it's just like when you see something making a move like that and you're going to buy, you better be ready to lose that money because chances are, you know, you're going to lose it. Yeah, I think there are safe ways to go about it, like the unusual volume scanner that I have, and you guys can pick up over on the website, wstrades.com. If you, and this is not advice, but if you <laughs> are up at pre-market open, so 4.30 West Coast time, if you're open and something hits that and you put in like a trailing stop, then that might save your butt. But like the, it you need volume in order to move the price. So I think that's why when you say like uh, GameStop is a weird one because it's still hanging out way overvalued. AMC is kind of the same way. It's because no one is, or there's not a lot of people selling. There's not a whole lot of uh, trading and volume going on right now because the quote unquote apes are holding until the shorts cover, which who the hell knows if that's ever going to happen, when it's going to happen. But in order to make a crazy move, there has to be a huge spike in volume. So like you pull up that scanner or make your own scanner to let you know when there's an unusual amount of volume getting into something, There's volume is always correlated with a big move either up or down uh, in the stock. So if you can you know, get in, Set a trailing stop knowing that, you know, you're going to get stopped out because it's going to come back at some point. It's not going to keep on going up forever. Then, you know, that's probably the safest way. Like I just I've used a few or I've uh, traded a few times off of that unusual volume scanner. But not very often because it's just dangerous and it's just not my style (laughs) anymore to gamble. But yeah, if you can set like a pretty tight trailing stop and just know that you're not going to, you know, you're not, you're not going to make the whole move because there's during the day, there's going to be pullbacks and stuff. Just knowing that you're going to make a profit or whatever and not trying to hit the very top. Then, you know, that's like a safe way to play these crazy like meme stocks that make these stupid moves. Yeah, that's a good point. Like if you're going to take the gamble, there's ways with like stop losses or trailing stops or something to where you're not, you know, exposing yourself to buying something at the very top. Like I'm also looking at like PHUN Funware. I mean, it hasn't been so long since their massive run up, but yeah, they were up at $24 at one point. And like if you buy there thinking this thing's going to 100 and you don't have a stop loss or anything in place, like you might be holding the bag at 383. <laughs> like if you're some of these people that like to gamble their life savings on trash companies, like, I mean, you're, you know, you could be down thousands, tens of thousands, depending on how much, you know, money you're dumping into these stocks. So yeah, I mean, uh, if you're not going to do any kind of stop loss or anything like that, then yeah, you better be ready to uh, lose a lot of money fast. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the the most dangerous part about it is people trying to time the top, just like, you know, you can't time when the bottom of something is. You also can't 
time where, where the top is. So that's why I think like a, a lot of people don't like using trailing stops or uh, stops in general because I mean, when you put a stop in, everyone can see it. So market makers can see that there's that you put a stop in at, you know, if going off of uh fun works, is it fun works? No fun where fun, <laughs> fun works is the little amusement park thing. Um, fun where if you, you know, you got in at five bucks and you set your trailing stop or your stop loss at four bucks, you're willing to, you know, lose a buck per share, then everyone can see that. So if a bunch of traders set their stops at four bucks, the market maker makers will smash that thing, uh, take your shares and, you know, continue trading because they need to stay uh, level with their, um, with their shares on book. So, you know, you see it all the time. And uh, one that I always point out market makers is Tesla. Like there's a couple of crazy market maker candles on that thing where it's like a, a $200 move in one day, like just all wick. Oh yeah. I see him sticking out here on the daily. I see one like March 1st and then I'm guessing that's what that is. Maybe March 4th. Or, yeah, March 4th. I don't know if those are the ones you're talking about on the daily. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way the price actually hit there. So, you know, that's that's a market maker, you know, stopping people out. Yeah, for sure. Like you're saying, a lot of people don't like those. But in some cases, especially if you're, you know, playing some of these really dangerous uh, stocks and stuff, you know, you might want to use something like that just to protect yourself unless you know you do want to buy funware at 25 bucks and you know risk it going down to like zero <laughs> yeah which it probably will well i was telling you my buddy he didn't know anything about it he just kind of buys stuff randomly like if uh he sees like one news story or something uh and he actually bought fun like two weeks ago and made when I say like 24 grand off of it, because he sold out when it hit 14 bucks, he was like, nope, it's not going any higher. And he and he sold his shares at 14 bucks and he made, you know, a good profit on it. And he was smart to get the hell out of it. Yeah, for sure. Some people might be thinking, you know, at 24, oh, it's going higher, it's going higher. And then all of a sudden that fat sell off starts and uh, yeah, the dollars disappear pretty quickly. <laughs> Yeah, and then come the cries of manipulation, dark pools. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking right. at Tesla right now because you kind of mentioned that, and I pulled the chart up, and man, I wanted to sell a call spread on them today, but <laughs> they blew through the options chain, man. They, all they got is like 50 wides or something, and I'm just oh like, come on, man. You guys got to readjust this chain or something like let me get a five wide in up there. Like these guys are like so far away from the 21 on the daily. Like it's ridiculous. God, I'm going to throw the ATR clouds on this thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's even going to reach that. It's like oh, 20, crap, man. 20 ATR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They've been on some wild, uh, wild run here. I mean, I know they had the good earnings and you know all that good news and stuff, but come on, man. <laughs> oh, dude, it's my ATR cloud goes from zero to four ATR. It's nowhere near any of that. It could be like <laughs> I don't know eight to ten ATR right now. 
Oh, man, it looks like the funware chart. Good God. <laughs> yeah, I wish they had some different strikes. I've been trying to play them for a couple weeks, I think two weeks, but yeah, haven't had any luck. <laughs> God, that is insane, man. Whenever they die off, though, I think that'll be good for my ARKK because I want to say we had talked about them before and they have a pretty good, I think it's like 20% or something of that is Tesla, I believe. So that's probably why ARKK has been cooking so good as well. So um, it's up against my short call for November. So, yeah, I'd love to see Tesla back off a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> everyone would. <laughs> So they can get in. Oh, man. <laughs> well, on a different note, uh, that apparently that rich dad, poor dad dude was off by a bit. <laughs> that uh, author dude that said that there was going to be the a crash of the uh, market like the world's ever seen in October. Uh, I guess he was off. Well, we know Tesla's uh, keeping the s p and the nasdaq afloat so yeah you add it into the dow and then like none of the indexes are, will ever die <laughs> uh, crazy all right man did you have any uh tickers you were looking at getting into next week um yeah need to finish doing the december stuff i've been kind of going through so i kind of did smh just because I saw them. I don't know how I saw them cooking super hard. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to do SMH today. But, um, yeah, what was I up to before that? Let me see here. So I got the SMH trade on for December. Um, let's see here for... I, oh, yeah, that's right. I was doing IWM on the call side right before that. So I'll probably be looking at <clears throat> Jets. Been selling puts on them, been doing pretty good. So I'll probably play there. Um, also KRE, I think that's like regional banking ETF or something. Um, I need a December position there. And then Qs. Yeah, I don't have anything for the Qs on for December. And with them at an all-time high, I'm kind of thinking about the call side. So I might go call side there. Watch out. Jeez, <laughs> dude. I'm always afraid to do it. I should probably just do puts. Uh, oh, man. And here's another one. Spy. <laughs> so, I mean, my brain is telling me I should do the call side. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll do call side on one of them and then put side on the other just in case. Yeah. So, yeah, probably looking at, uh, yeah, that stuff for December monthlies. All right. I just had a couple tickers I was looking at. Uh, the first one is ticker PBF. And this one I'm looking bullishly at. Uh, that a fat run up like most other energy companies uh, for the past like month and a half or so, and they had pretty good earnings. There were the estimate was a loss of like twenty five cents, and they actually came back with a profit of twelve cents uh, earning per share. And mm -hmm. they didn't make a real big move off of it, and that looks like they're playing off the twenty one pretty nicely. So I'd be tempted to sell uh, 
calls like real close to the money on this one. Let me see. Oh, yeah, they just have monthly. So, yeah, I might get into that on the call side or the, uh, sorry, put side. Gotcha. Yeah, those last four candles are weird. It's like it sold off pretty hard below the 21 and then it pumped up, but then it kind of drove down and there's like a wick sticking out there and then it pumped again, but then sold off and then, geez, then it's just like back and forth the last four days on that one. Yeah, so I'm expecting then I don't know, like make a massive move higher, but so I'll, I'll probably be, you know, selling puts on this because I don't know how much higher they're going to go, but I, it just seems like they're, uh, they're kind of primed to at least make a move higher, especially man. I don't get how they didn't make a big move off of that crazy earnings beat. But, yeah. That's um, surprising. Um, what's the other one? Oh, uh, J N K. This is one of those ones that I'm not going to touch until I get some sort of confirmation on. As you can see, they had just a fat gap down on Friday. And now they're like right at that like 108 level is is key here. If they break below that, then I think they're coming down and they should hope that they hit like 107 and make a move higher. But if they break below that, then I'm definitely selling calls uh, probably short term because it's not like a massive move. Uh before they find another like support level at 107. So I'll probably do like a weekly uh, selling calls right at the money. Uh, if they start bouncing off of that and that 108 is a nice support level, then I'll sell some puts pretty close to the money on them. Yeah, that definitely looks like that 108 level is pretty key there. Take a look here because I don't, I don't know if I've traded this ticker before, but I'm kind of curious how they have weeklies on this thing. Uh, let me see. Huh, of course, it doesn't pay anything on the weekly. I'm just looking at that 110 level because, man, how many times did they ram up against that thing and, like, unable to break through? But they don't really move a lot. So look at the monthlies on November. Yeah, there's nothing there. They don't move enough for that to even be in play. But, yeah, if they were, like, approaching that, they kind of bounced and started to go back up. I think to the top side, that 110 level looks kind of interesting. Yeah, what is this, high yield bond ETF? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why it doesn't move a lot. Freaking bonds. Yeah, it's like got to go pretty close to the money there. It might be a good like iron butterfly type of a ticker probably since they don't move a lot. Mm, true. All right, that's the uh, only tickers I got pulled up right now. Gotcha. All right, did you have anything you wanted to add or you want to sign off? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. I'll catch you on the next one, man. Cool, man. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos so you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to wstrades.com. Thanks again.